A reading from John chapter 10. Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. We sing our processional hymn, Beautiful Savior, that's number 537 in your hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God of grace and mercy, we give thanks for your loving kindness to all your servants, who, having finished their course in faith, now rest from their labors. Grant that we also may be faithful to death and receive the crown of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
We continue by reciting together Psalm 23 responsibly as it is printed in your bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be. Amen. Please be seated. I don't want to take any of Pastor Ken's thunder, so I will keep my comments very brief. It's really quite fitting. I don't know how many of you saw on your drive-in, I guess, depending on which way that you came in, the marquee that we have outside. The person who changed that marquee every Friday was Colleen. And it's really quite fitting that she was the last one to change it, because the last time that she changed it was for Easter Sunday. And again, how fitting that it is, that it was she that changed it for Easter Sunday, and it is that hope, that resurrection hope, that we have to look forward to. You see, God's Word says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved, and Colleen did. And I knew that, and I knew that about her. It's really, again, quite fitting that the sermon hymn that we're going to be singing in a few moments, the old rugged cross, she blared that hymn every Friday in the morning when I was trying to write my sermon. It was just, it was whatever it was about that hymn and the words of that hymn, she loved it. And again, it's just really quite fitting that we will be singing that hymn in just a few moments. I know that we will see her again as believers in Christ. We share in the same resurrection hope. And I know that Pastor Ken's message is going to be sharing that same hope with us. Our first reading is from Psalm 39, verses 4 through 7. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Man is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about, but only in vain. He heaps up wealth, not knowing who will get it. But now, Lord, who do I look for? My hope is in you. Here ends the first reading. The second reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, 
how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here ends the second reading. The next reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of, of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left to the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Here ends the third reading. Please rise then for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel for this morning is from St. John, the 14th chapter, where Jesus comforts his disciples. Jesus said to them, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. We sing our next hymn, The Old Rugged Cross. You'll find that printed on your insert.
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Words that I've chosen as a basis for our meditation are from Psalm or from Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, and I'll read them in just a moment in the course of our meditation. Friends in Christ, especially you, Dwayne, Jordan, Ian, Phyllis, all the members of Colleen's family. Over these past few days, each of you have gone through a, a shocking, difficult experience. I think the reaction of most of us when we heard about Colleen's death was, that can't be, it must not be true. But we know it was true. And as we gather here this morning, you're naturally saddened by the death of your wife, your mother, your daughter, your sister, your loved one. And I know that each of you bring with you special thoughts about Colleen. You remember her as that hard-working country girl who gave it her all. You think of her years of volunteering at the school and how much she enjoyed that. You remember her love for her horses and dogs and frogs. You think about how she loved working here at the church and the people and just doing these things. You remember that Really, she was someone who just loved people and loved life, and, and someone who has heard several people say, who would just do whatever it took to help someone. She was always ready to go that extra mile to make something a little bit better. And I know some of you think back to those early days in Arkansas and when you were living in that bus and the barn and all of the things that went with that, and I really enjoyed reading some of those experiences that Colleen shared with me. And we could go on a long time talking about individual things that you remember about your loved one. But for these next few minutes, I want to direct our thoughts to some words from the prophet Isaiah that I pray will bring you comfort and peace, not just this morning, but more importantly in the days and weeks ahead as each of you go on with your lives. I read from Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Obviously, as we gather here, we, we don't understand why Colleen was called out of this world at such an early age. To our way of thinking, she still had so much to live for. She enjoyed working here at the church and looked forward to continuing to do that. Jordan, I know she was looking forward to your prom and to your graduation, then you going on to college to become a vet. To our way of thinking, there was just so much that she still had to do. But it didn't work out that way. God had other plans. On Thursday, God said to Colleen, Colleen, your work on earth is through. Come and spend eternity with me in your eternal home. And as you, the members of her family, try to deal with her death in the days and weeks ahead, I pray that you will find peace in the assurance that even though we don't understand them, we trust that God's ways are higher than our ways and that his ways are best. At a moment like this, I know that seems so hard to understand. You're wondering, how do we go on? How do we adjust to this? 
But here again, we continue to trust in God's ways because we know that God doesn't abandon us in times like this. This morning, God understands your sorrow, your grief, your anger. And as he assures you, as we heard in those scripture readings, that nothing, not even the death of our loved ones, can separate us from the love that God has for each of us. Even now, in the midst of your sorrow, God reaches out to each of you, and he says, come to me, you who are weary and burdened. Cast your burdens on me, and I will sustain you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will support you as you go through this time of grief. Each day, I will continue to walk with you. And so you can lean on your Lord. And I pray that you will find comfort in knowing that in the midst of all of this, God is still there for you and that he promises to uphold you. And certainly we want to remember that part of God's way for all of us is that he sent his son into this world to suffer and die for our sins and to rise again on that first Easter morning so that, so that through faith in him we have forgiveness and salvation and we have the certainty of the resurrection. And I don't know about you, but for me that doesn't sound like a plan that I would have come up with. Generally, our attitude is if somebody does something wrong, let them pay for it. Let them pay the consequences. But here again, God's ways are so much higher than our ways. God knew we were sinners. He knew that none of us were able to save ourselves. And so he sent his own son, Jesus, to take our place on the cross, to pay the price for our sins so that forgiveness and salvation are now ours through faith in him. And this morning, that risen Lord says to each of you, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though they die, yet shall he live. Jesus first spoke those words to comfort Martha at the death of her brother Lazarus. But this morning he speaks them just as personally to each one of you. He wants you to know and have the confidence that your loved one will rise again with a new and glorified body to live forever in all of the wonders of heaven. And there's one other thought that to me these verses bring to my mind that I think speaks to all of us here. I can't begin to say why Colleen was called out of this world the other morning. But I think there's one purpose that her death can serve for all of us. Generally, most of us assume that we're going to live for a long time, and probably some of us already made plans what we're going to do this summer or a project that we're going to complete later this year, and just we think about all kinds of things we're going to do. And that's fine. There's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, Colleen's sudden death reminds us that you and I may never live that long. In a sense, God is saying to each of us this morning, look, there's no guarantee that any of you are going to be here next month or next week or even the next day. Now is the time for all of us to prepare ourselves for that moment when Christ will call us out of this world to our eternal home. And the only way to be prepared is to place our faith in Christ as our Savior, believing that he suffered and died for our sins and that he rose for our justification. Today, 
Each of you know that Colleen had that faith. She believed in Jesus as her Savior. As her confirmation verse said, she was one of Jesus' precious sheep, and nothing, not even death, could snatch her out of her Lord's hands. She knew that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and through her faith in Christ, she now has eternal life with our Lord in all of the wonder and splendor of heaven. None of us were ready for her to die, but she was ready in the way, in the way that matters most. She believed in Christ as her Savior, and because of that, you have the comfort this morning and in the days ahead of knowing that she is with Christ in all of the wonders of her heavenly home. And you have the assurance that in the days ahead as you try to go on with your lives, and we know there'll be difficult moments, but we know also that as part of God's way, he will walk with you to support you and to sustain you day by day. May God give you his peace as you remember where calling is, and may he give you his strength and his support as he continues to walk with each of you through this time of grief knowing that you can cast your burdens on him and he will continue to uphold you. In Christ's name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our human understanding, keep our hearts and our minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Why don't we wait until the reception, okay? Let's wait until the reception. Thank you. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is found printed in your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit your chosen people together in one communion, in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Give to your whole church in heaven and on earth your light and your peace. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and that through the gate of death and the grave we may pass with him to our joyful resurrection. Grant to us who are still in our pilgrimage and who walk as yet by faith your Holy Spirit, that he may lead us in holiness and righteousness all of our days. 
Grant, Lord, to your faithful people pardon and peace that we may be cleansed from all of our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Lord, grant to all who mourn a sure confidence in your loving care that casting all of their sorrow on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Help us, Lord, we pray, in the midst of things that we cannot understand, to believe in and find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And finally, God of all grace, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to bring in life and immortality to light. We give you thanks that by his death he destroyed the power of death, and by his resurrection opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Strengthen us in the confidence that because he lives, we shall live also, and that neither death nor life, nor things present nor things to come, will be able to separate us from your love which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we pray the prayer together that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
conclude our service for this morning on behalf of the family. We thank you. We thank all of you for being here today in support of them. Uh, now there is a luncheon that has been prepared for us uh, in honor of Colleen's family. And so we will pray for that meal now. So Lord Jesus, we thank you for the time of worship that we have had. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful message that we've heard, that we have heard this morning. And we thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you are the resurrection, that you are the way, that you are the truth, and that you are the life, and that nobody can snatch you, Lord, that nobody can snatch us, Lord, out of your hand. And so, Lord, now we ask that you would bless this meal that we are about to eat. Thank you, Lord, for the hands that made it. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of these things. Amen. This will conclude our service. Uh, please join us in the fellowship hall in our school, which is right across the road here, and you will have the opportunity uh, to visit with the family then. If there are those who would like to say a few words about her, uh, about the family, there will be time during the reception to do that.